All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Probably should let D take it after his team just absolutely spanked my avalanche last night. Yeah, I'm gonna bring it up. Um, but uh, but yeah, you know what? We've recovered. We're maybe not emotionally, but um, you know what? Um, same goalies back in net tonight for the Avs. So uh, <laughs> how can anything go worse? D, how you doing? Well, they only put eight past them last yeah. night, so I can see why they would go back to him. Yeah, is there know. a record for most goals given up in 24 hours? Because he is going for it. <laughs> Uh, it was a uh, it was a kind of a perfect night, you know. The Leafs blew him out. Matthews had a hat trick. Kadri got me a couple goals for my fantasy yeah. team. Me and D got to enjoy some Tim Beebs together the yeah. whole time. They're, we actually did. Nice. We hung out and ate Tim Beebs while watching. Yeah, Colorado get spanked. And Beebs was only a little sour. Yeah, well, I mean, like, I was really excited going into that game too, just because like it's obviously 
you know, both those teams red hot right now. You're looking forward to a to a good game, and then all of a sudden you find out, like right before warm ups, Darcy Camp. I will out. say, Yo, once your hands yeah. started, I'm like, they're going to fucking kill him now. Beeps' like, night was ruined, like the moment that announcement was made, but his mood didn't waver. Yeah. Didn't get any worse yeah. from that point. No. He knew as soon as you start, I made the point right there. Yeah. I'm like, well, this one just is over. I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, I don't over. know if JJ can take on any like NHL player shots, let alone and then, Austin. Matthews I think by the shot. time you got that sentence off, they were down three nothing. So. Yeah, and it was like, oh, game started. Um, <laughs> Let's. Was it? Uh, you always share the one tweet, John Vogel. Eh? It's just like Jonas Johansson is the worst goalie I've ever seen. Like he doesn't make stops in practice, doesn't make stops in games. Like He's I can't like believe this guy got goalie. this guy got claimed. I've never seen like, and I don't think we'll ever see a reporter. No, that was go, wild. A- go after. I wonder, like he must have did something to him, like not said hi to him in the hallway or something, like like some, you know, it's like weird spray ketchup beef. on him somewhere. Like yeah, because you don't just like say that. That that's even. That's even talking like house league goalies. Um, that's talking like Brock on the pond. <laughs> yeah, he did pond. say ev- any every goalie ever. ever. <laughs> All right. JJ. Season seven, episode. Yeah, JJ. <laughs> Enough about John Vogel just absolutely torching that guy. Not good. Um, massive waiver wire edition of the show. Uh, we didn't really do <laughs> any waiver wires last week, so figured we'd get right back into that this week. Uh, so literally, we have about 100 names, yeah. um, and I don't think I'm over-exaggerating no, when I say that. No, there's 100, yeah. We have roughly a hundred names, and we are going to talk about all of them, or at least try to. Uh, so basically, we've got guys under forty percent on them, thirty percent, twenty percent, and ten percent. Uh, so a wide variety of players, a lot of guys um, that will be available in all of your leagues, which is basically what we're trying to do here. Yeah. So uh, without There's thirty-three guys, so bas- 30, basically so a hundred, so roughly a hundred. Um, so what? we're going to do here is start with somebody that Biebs, you tweeted about the other day saying no one's talked about this guy yeah. except for maybe me. Um, I've been talking about him lots, mostly on my DFS show though, just because I play Nashville or uh, New Jersey too. Like it's going out of style. So uh, I've talked about Jesper Brad quite a bit and he just has been on an absolute heater. So since the end of October, October 30th in his last 15 games, he has six goals, 12 assists, 18 points since last 15 games. Gross. And like <laughs> I said the other day, no one's talking about him. Um, this is a guy who honestly is his own percentage should be going up even more. Oh yeah. I should have mentioned that 39% owned left wing, right wing. Yeah. Eligible. 39% owned exactly that putting up 15 points in his last 12. This is someone who needs a bit more love, a bit more ads in almost all leagues. Um, he is, my favorite um i mean we don't want to beat the old drum but he's my favorite free agent on this whole favorite? list you're gonna call that your favorite already 33 guys available you heard me i'm <laughs> this guy's crazy right now he's yeah, going insane. nuts um there's a couple other fellas who are competing um with my boy jesper but um but yeah if he's there in your league uh i don't care if it's you know 10 teams or less i i think you should uh you should be looking to put this guy at least at the bottom of your roster for now this is the hottest hand in the show one of them yeah, he kicks off the under 40% category here. I think he's 39% owned right now. Yeah. Left wing, Boom. right wing, eligible uh, in Yahoo leagues. Uh, and yeah, there's just a lot to like right now. Looks pretty legit, right? Like they're creating a ton of scoring that chances, a ton crazy. of shot attempts. Yeah, a ton of high danger chances at 5 Mercer just looks incredibly dangerous on, yeah. on every shift. And Brat, it, it always ha- like nobody carries the puck more than Matt, like Brat, other than maybe like Matt Barzell. Like, always has a puck on a stick. They dish it to Mercer. He looks dangerous. Johnson does his thing. Actually, it's Johnson now. I, I think I mentioned yeah. this before, yeah. but sorry to cut you off. But all three of them just look incredible every single time. Yeah. And I mean, as far as his individual numbers go, his shot volume's up. He's almost, you know, right around three shots a game. Uh, shooting percentage just at 10.7 on ice shooting percentage at 12. So not too high there, obviously playing in, in, in all sorts of situations for them as well. 
Uh, and yeah, they've just been, you know, dominant at 5v5 with the puck. So there's a, a lot to like here. And, you know, with the dual wing eligibility as well, certainly think that uh, he should be up at, at least above the 50-60% threshold. Yeah, top power play unit. Um, I, I think the one thing that we were talking about before we went live that's uh, really important to mention is that Jack Hughes is back. Um, and it, it was kind of weird because this line wasn't together until Jack Hughes got hurt. Obviously, that was super early in the season. But since this line got together, they've shuffled lines around them, and this line has remained the same. They've been that good. Um, when you're averaging 37 scoring chances, four for 60, that's going to happen. Um, but then Jack Hughes comes back. They don't change this line at all, right? They move Jack Hughes to the wing. They put Pavel Zaka back to the second or to center on the third line to keep this line together. Uh, they shuffled things around again a little bit after that first game. But again, Jack Hughes still on the wing. This line's still together. So I think that's a really important development for them is that now because it was kind of like what's going to happen once this team um once jack once this team gets jack hughes back and they remain together um while we're on the topic of new jersey too we might as well mention the other two as well uh so we'll start with andreas johnson but call me johnson (laughs) 21 percent owned left wing right wing eligible as well uh johnson over that same stretch 16 games or I guess I think I did a 15-game sample for Brad, but his last 16 games, he has 16 points, eight goals, eight assists. Uh, he is shooting 27.6% over that span, yeah. um, so obviously a bit of a red flag there. I think that if of of the three of them, the one that I am the least. most concerned about or the least high on yeah, okay. would be would be Johnson. Yes, yes. Johnson, Johansson, whatever you want to say. It uh, was Johnson for, Johnson. for years, but Want- now it's Johnson. Yeah, he, he Johnson. said, call me Johnson. Um, yeah, no, he, he's the one not really, you know, touching that top PP, which is uh, just so, so useful. Um, one thing that is impressive with these numbers is he, he's done it without the power play points, which is kind of crazy. Um, he tends to stack his points though. Four points the other night, two on another day. He's just, um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little worried about this guy. He's and, been, uh, he's been scorching hot yeah. recently. Um, over that 16 game deep, sample, please, yeah. he, uh, you know, he, he was, like you said, Maybe not quite as hot as the other yeah, two. It's just but the shot volume is why you'd yeah. you'd take the other two first, right? Like he's clearly the third shooting option on that line. The nine goals, obviously, you know, a benefit of the twenty-seven percent shooting percentage. I think in in redrafts, obviously, Brad's the pick. Uh, in keeper leagues, I I'd I go for Mercer personally. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. First round pick in what was twenty nineteen? Yep. Twenty twenty. Eighteenth uh, overall. World yeah. junior stud. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he's. You know, this is his first stint in the NHL. He's got 14 points through his first 20 NHL games. Obviously, we've talked about how great uh, that line's been. So, you know, everything that we've seen from him so far has been fantastic. 44 shots in those 20 games, 77 shot attempts as well. So that's a pretty big discrepancy between his shots and shot attempts, which could mean that there's even more shot volume uh, to come. So, uh, yeah, a, a whole lot to like about Mercer. And he's seen all the yeah. same minutes uh, that Brad is pretty much and, and centering the line as well. So, yeah, 14% honestly think is like a shame for this guy. Yeah, and now that's why I'm surprised. how much it's... we've talked about him. Like, mm-hmm. this isn't the first time we've talked about this line, right? Like, they've. We're going back 16-game samples. Going back to October, it's been a, a full month of these guys tearing it up. And we've talked about them seemingly every show. Obviously, not every single fantasy player listens to us. But for him to still be as low as he is, it's criminal. He's yeah, averaging I, 2.4 shots per game over his last 16 games, 12 points, 5 goals, 7 assists over that 16-game stretch, averaging over 17 minutes a night as well. People yeah, just I thought keeper leagues alone would just have the ownership up more. Because it should be. Like I said, I think he's you know pretty close to a must-own in keeper leagues if you're looking at a 12th. 12 team or I'm bigger. in a I'm in a dynasty league where like you have 
you you started with a team similar to the one baseball league that we're in, and you can't pick up the players from the other dynasty teams, right? Yep. Johnson or Johnson, Brat and um Mercer are all just on free agency. I'm just looking at these guys oh, wanting to pick them up so bad, but the so New you Jersey don't got Jersey. The New Jersey guy just won't pick them up. I'm like, oh, that's such a is, flex, though. This yeah. is so tough. I got the Kings though. Crap, we're all right. Um, deepest farm system in the world. I think we're kind of seeing with Mercer too. Like, like you, not that you hear a ton of rookie talk, but you don't even hear this guy mentioned um, when they are talking rookies, and, and he's starting to deserve it. And I think I think it's just a little bit of nobody really cares about New Jersey. No offense, New Jersey, but just that. That's why he's 14 percent owned. Um, yeah, there's actually a few rookies cooking. This year, absolutely. Too, so. Oh, yeah. yeah, many, many rookies. Um, Including all right, 26 year old. The next one on the list here, we've got Tage Thompson, big Tage, uh, 38% owned. He's also somebody that I talked about pretty early in the season because he got off to a red hot start, cooled off for a little bit. Uh, but since the start of November, basically, he's been at near a point per game pace, eight goals in his last 14 games, including four assists, give him 12 points. Uh, over that stretch is shooting 20% over that stretch, uh, but does have 40 shots in 14 games. So Tage uh, is great. He has, uh, he's averaging over 17, uh, close to 18 minutes a night. Uh, Casey Middlestad did return tonight. You'd expect that could potentially um, take some time from Tage, take some time from some Tage time. Um, I, I think the one thing that you could have said was like, okay, what's going to happen is probably Tage stays in his role um, Middlestad comes back and Cousins moves down the line, but Cousins is actually heated up a lot as well. So it's going to be interesting. They put Middlestad back on the third line. I don't think that they have any desire to break up this top line right now with no. Jeff Skinner, Tage Thompson, Victor Olson. They've been outstanding. And it's not just Tage, right? I mean, Jeff Skinner is playing um, similar to, you know, the Jeff Skinner that we've seen from years past. He's <laughs> did you, scoring did you see the video the other night? I feel it was chirping Jeff Skinner, though. They're going to the bench. They're like, how the fuck did you get that contract? And they're just <laughs> falling around. I was like, that's unreal. Um, it, it's just, you know. That, that. Nine points, five goals, four assists, and Skinner's last Damn. nine games. On fire. Yeah, no, I mean, Tage, he's six foot seven, by the way, if you guys didn't know. Just, just a, an absolute just monster. Just a Wookiee on skates. It was but, Tanev, by the way. Um, yeah, the shot volume is fantastic for Tage. You love to see it. Uh, 64 shots in 22 games, so just under three shots a game. Yeah, wow. uh, and as you mentioned, Brock, it's even even more so of late. So, yeah, I don't imagine, like you said, Middlestack coming back. I, I don't imagine that would be a huge threat, more so to his ice time than anything else. I think they're going to find minutes for him um, one way or another, and he's going to get his shots off. So Just a great shot, too. Like He has yeah. a terrific shot. He's he's really one of the top shooting options on that top power play unit as well. Yeah. Uh, you've got kind of Victor Olsen on one side, Tage on the other with Rasmus Dahlin feeding you. It's a pretty good setup for yeah, a team I that's think, not that great. I think he's a really legitimate option in redrafts right now. Uh, obviously, you just want to watch that lineup closely and, and make sure he doesn't fall too down or at least the minutes don't drop too much. Yeah. The other thing really interesting about Tage Thompson center left wing, right wing eligible, the full complement of the forward positions. Buffalo love loves those it. guys. They had Asplund earlier in the year that we were talking about. And yeah. uh, now it's Tager. We can talk about Olsen right now too. He's a little bit further down the list. I think he's at Victor 20, 33, 33%. Uh, yeah. Victor Olsen, left wing, right wing eligible. Uh, 27% owned actually. Yes. Um, only, uh, you know, he, like I said, he, he missed some time. Obviously a guy that we're very high on. We have been in the past, uh, obviously a guy that we, we've talked about a lot kind of because he was tied to the hip of, of Jack Eichel, uh, typically, um, a better spot than, you know, maybe a Tage Thompson, but, 
Um, since returning to the lineup in October, he has yet to score a goal, but does have five assists in six games. Um, the main concern has just kind of been the shot volume for him lately, 10 shots in those six games, which is not really what you're used to seeing out of Victor Olsen. Um, typically a guy that shoots the puck a lot more. Um, and you don't have to look too far for that evidence. He had 22 shots in his first eight games of the season. So uh, returning yeah. from the injuries just kind of hasn't been quite the same player, but uh, I put don't him back I, on PP one. Yeah, I don't anticipate anticipates um you know him kind of I think you could probably look to his entire career more so than you know his last six games from since returning from an injury. So sure, he's, uh, I, I think he's fourteen points in fourteen games this year too. Yeah. So it's it's oh, been yeah, he a, got off to a nine point eight game start yeah. like and and he's and he's been fine ever since coming back. Just, yeah, and I think like you say, even if you know he's a little bit slow coming back from the injury, that line's been so good that uh, probably worth uh, a run right now as well. Yeah, I, I think that obviously there's a lot of names that we're going to talk about and, and a lot more that are probably uh, more attractive than Victor Olsen at this point. Yeah, um, but. Same. Thompson to me is definitely um, the better option, but also carries 17% more ownership. Right. Uh, so moving on here, we've got Braden Holtby at 37% on. Let's get a little bit of goalie love uh, on the podcast. So the interesting thing is that it looks like the, um, the stars are basically committing to a tandem. Shockingly, they have seven goalies, uh, but they're committing to a tandem of Braden Holpe and Jake Ottinger. And uh, I mentioned this on Twitter not that long ago. To me, it was quite shocking that they even signed Braden Holpe because t- I thought that Jake Ottinger looked every bit yeah. the part of an NHL goalie a season ago. And then he's come back up and he's he's looked basically the exact same. I don't um, think this tandem's lasting long. I think Ottinger's just going to take the reins and go. I mean... Potentially, yeah. I, I mean, Holpe really has played pretty well for them. I mean, uh, he has a 927 save percentage in 11 games on the season. I don't, I don't envision them giving uh, Ottinger an insane workload. Um, yeah, well, they have so many other goalies. On yeah, yeah, but I, I don't know. I think that we could potentially have seen maybe the end of the run here for Anton Hudobin. It just really seems like that's what's happening. Yeah. Um, so I, I do you also Holpe has spiked that save percentage his last three starts. Before Yo, he's that, been, he's, he was... Yeah, he's been much better in his last two starts, man. but that's what you want to see, right? He's a yeah. guy turning in the right direction. I think that, that also, a lot of that has to do with the Stars, right? They weren't playing that great at the start of the season. They seem to be playing much better as of late. Um, and, and this is just a team that plays pretty well defensively. So I, I think if you're you're needy in net, Braden Holpe is not yeah. a, a terrible option, especially if you're in kind of a league where you've got um, maybe some extra bench spots, right? You can you can afford to carry that extra goalie because when he starts, he should be giving you some pretty decent outings. But um, he's 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 a fantasy number three at best, right? Yeah, now. it's a much better team than we saw at the beginning of the year, and I think a lot of people are still pairing them with that beginning of the year stars that we saw. But you know, Rupe Hints is playing Rupe Hints hockey now. Jason Our top line's back. just as good as they were last yeah, year. Yeah, Tyler Sagan's back to not back, but just being you know a little bit better there even jamie you Benn's can't even, you can't even year, so. say anything about tyler seeking they fucking tied him to luke Landetti. what do you want the yeah. guy to do yeah but even jamie what ben we, we're seeing we from him? we're seeing fantasy production from someone like that so uh you know what this this is a they're back to a being a playoff team and if you get a goalie on a playoff team right now the way we're seeing goalies go i think you almost need to have one on your roster so i like hope don't love him but i like hope Evan Bouchard's next on our list here, 37% or sorry, excuse me, 36% owned for Evan Bouchard in Edmonton. Um, a little bit of a quiet start once, once he uh, broke into the NHL this season, uh, but 13 points in his last 19 games, really productive. Uh, two points on, sorry, two helpers on the power play, no goals yet, really not seeing a lot of action, not on that top power play unit, which plays basically 95% of their power play time. Um, 
But still, he's been very productive at 5v5. He's playing massive minutes, up over 21 minutes a night. The one thing that bodes well for him right now is Darnell Nurse is out. However, Darnell Nurse did practice today, could be back by the weekend, which will hurt his value a little bit. But uh, it doesn't really seem to matter the lack of power play opportunities that Bouchard is getting because he's just been very productive. And the shot volume is really what stands out for this guy. 47 shots in his last 19 games, uh, which is just tremendous, right? That's exactly what we're looking for from a defenseman, especially with a guy who's got as good of a shot as Evan Bouchard has. Uh, has three goals in those 19 games. So shooting just 6.4%, which is something that obviously can continue. Yeah, and this guy's a natural play mover when he's in junior hockey. He's over a point per game for three seasons. Um, it, it, it's not... it's. I almost love the addition just be, just because the the ceiling is there and you're going to get production right now while he's not even getting that power play time. So if anything does happen to happen and Evan Bouchard can get, you know, on that top power play on second power play, get some minutes, he's going to become a, an absolute beast out there. Imagine this guy on PP1 with Connor and the rest of the fellas out there. How he literally becomes a D1 on your team, but at at this point I, I do like adding him as your fourth D if you're in a league like that. Um, I think that the production's there enough to justify um, having him there. And, and like I said, I, the ceiling on this guy is, uh, we're, we're talking about a, a skyscraper here. We're, this is the 10th overall pick from a couple years back. So, yeah, I like it. Yeah, I, you know, I don't think there's much more to say. He's got, uh, the shot volume is great. And obviously the young player of his pedigree, you know, you don't find this kind of upside from the blue line on the wire too often. I, You know, obviously production's capped right now with the players ahead of him in the position on that team. But um you know, he's got about 300 minutes at 5v5 so far this season, and uh, about 60% of that have come with either or both McDavid and Dreisaitl on Ooh. the ice. So I, I think there's obviously a lot to like there. He's getting a lot of the right minutes at 5v5. Um, and yeah, I, I think the opportunities, you know, obviously you'd love to see him on the power play with that power play. And, you know, it's just not going to happen. This yeah. Year. And, 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 you know, unless we see another injury or two, maybe he gets the bump above nurse or, or ahead of nurse if, um, you know, but we'll see, uh, either way, like I said, there's just more upside than you normally find. And I think he mm-hmm. can still be productive at five V five without the power play time. Yeah. I think with him and Jamie Drysdale on here, we're almost looking at like a kind of the same deal. Um, and they're just both really exciting young D man. And, and like you said, um, I mean, we're seeing these young offensive demon break out. Mo Sider, um, Bouchard. Mo Sider is just a, a superstar, though. Well, yeah, I'm not going to talk about him anymore because I want you to keep your pants on. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I mean, I really like these guys. Um, they're guys that you can plug in your lineup and just uh, no matter what they're going to produce. But they're also there's so much hope of what can come, and, and if it does come for you, you're just going to really like it. It's a lot better than plugging a guy where we know his uh, ceiling, we know what he's going to do. He's going to be 30 points. On yeah, your I team. don't, I don't think we need to drag on too much about Bouchard. No. The one thing about him is that he's got a very safe floor, right? Like, yeah, he's not going to crush you in plus minus because. He's playing on that and he team, scores and he scores Shoots. he puts up points and as you mentioned he he when darnell nurse comes back he was paired with darnell nurse before nurse got hurt and playing 23 minutes a night and darnell nurse always is out there with those top lines so he's going to continue to play uh with those guys vince dunn is next 33 percent owned he has picked up six points one goal five assists in his last 10 games Me. uh has seen a bit of an elevated role with mark giordano on covid uh, 19 protocol. He's moved up to the top power play unit, but really, I was expecting more from Vince Dunn this season. I was expecting yep. a breakout. We really haven't seen it, and to me, this team just simply does not score enough goals. So, uh, side by side, over in ownership with Evan Bouchard, I'm gonna go Evan Bouchard over Vince Dunn for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, I was a Vince Dunn owner out of a draft in the league, and uh, now I I just really don't like Vince Dunn. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I do think if if you're desperate, like. 
I mean, you guys will see on this show, there's not a whole lot of defensemen to talk about once you get past the 50-40% mark on the wire. Um, so just getting a guy that's as offensively minded as Dunn is and who's seen time on the top power play unit is pretty rare. So if you're desperate for help, yes, I, I'd rather Bouchard too. But, um, you know, I, I think that's why Dunn is as high as he is in the 30s because yeah. his role um, warrants that on its own. I would imagine it probably creeped up a little bit. I don't know this for sure, but I would imagine it probably creeped up a little bit in the past with week Giordano. going up to the top yeah. power play unit with Giordano out. Um, but again, I don't for sure have those numbers in front of me. Travis Konechny is next at 33% ohm. Uh, to me, I love Travis Konechny, the player. I don't love the Flyers right now. They just simply are playing terribly. Um, they are not scoring any goals. And They're so one, deep, too, which is The crazy. one guy that seems to keep getting moved down the lineup is Konechny. Mm-hmm. Um, he is still playing a lot of minutes, regardless of where he is slotted in that lineup. But he only has one goal, one assist in his last 12 games. Um only shooting 2.9%. The shot volume is still very nice at 35 shots in 12 games. So the shot volume is still really good. To me, this offense is going to figure it out eventually. So um, it, I, I don't know if we're ever going to see Travis Konechny's own percentage as low as it is right now. And compared to some of the other names on this list, rest of season upside, he probably still has it compared comparatively to the rest of these guys. So I do like Travis Konechny a lot. I just, this offense needs to start scoring for him to ha- have any sort of value. Yeah. I, I, you know, he's shooting the puck a ton still. Um, and still with the 10 points in 21 games, it's, it's obviously not great, but like you said, really nothing has broken their way to this point. He's shooting just 7.9% himself. Um, and yeah, I mean, he's still 24 years old. So he's at the point where almost at the point where we'd be expecting him to break out and take that step forward at this point. So certainly not ready to write him off for the season. And like you said, I think, you know, name weight or maybe name value aside, I do think that he has uh, a lot more upside, you know, rest of season than some of the other names we're going to talk about simply because he's shown that ability before, um, even just a couple years ago with 61 points in 66 games. So, uh, yeah, I, I think, like you said, he has that upside there. He's still shooting the puck a lot. Uh, puck hasn't been going in, but on this podcast, we would normally say that that's bound to turn sooner yeah. or later. And, so. and we talked about Katrue, kind of uh, me and you did the uh, last week, right? When Biebs wasn't here, we talked Yeesh. about how he's somebody that we were probably going to hold on to um, because it is going to start to break their way. The Flyers are slumping, but they're too talented of a team to continue to slump. Yeah, their top nine are just they're, very, they're very heavy. Good. Finally got Kevin Hayes back, at, yeah. hopefully for a longer stretch of time this time. It is an offense that is going to get going. So I do like Konechny because I, you realistically seeing him at 33% own is, is very, I couldn't surprising. believe it. Yeah, actually it's very, very low for, for somebody yeah. of his talent level. Uh, Victor Arvidsson, 33% own, uh, a little bit cooled off after he got hurt, came back, didn't really do a whole lot, but he has picked up two goals, two assists, four points in his last three games, Shoots 12 so shots much. on goal over that span. So you love to see that on the season. He has nine points, 14, uh, sorry, nine points in 14 games, 56 shots on goal. Um, obviously, from the Daily Face Up podcast, you're getting that stamp of approval when you have 56 shots in 14 yeah. games. We absolutely love to see that. Uh, shooting just 7.1%, career 11.2% shooter. Only concern for me, he was moved off of that uh, Anze Kopitar line, but I don't know how much concern that's really going to cause because of how good Dano and I follow have been. Yeah, I mean, he's still going to be able to shoot the puck a ton, still playing on that top power play unit, so... You know, I feel the same way about him as we did when we talked about him at the start of the season on the on the waiver yeah. wire report. So yeah, I, I think obviously, like I said, it's got everything you're looking for just in terms of a winger you can rely on and chip in a, a few goals a week. Uh, so hopefully, 
the puck starts going in for him more because yeah, that you love to see that shot volume. He's on pace for 328 shots across. Crazy, the that's crazy. If you're in one of those leagues that has shots, you're just you're jumping at the beans at this guy. Um, jumping at the beans. I was gonna say the bits, but you know we're making it beans this time around because um, Beebs is hungry. But um, yeah, I, I think like like you said, the big value is just being on that PP one. So yeah, and the shot volume. Is. You know, we talked about maybe he had a, a little bit of unlocked uh, potential or upside that we could see. You know, with Kopitar and the, the switch to LA this year, um, but I, I think I think that still exists. But more than anything, too, he just the shot volume gives you a, a pretty safe <laughs> floor, and you can you know at the very least he's a great stream on any given night because you know he's going to be playing a ton of minutes and shooting the puck a lot, uh, and the puck should start going in more. You're not going to be able to find that level of shot volume on the waiver wire. Yeah, it's just impossible. <laughs> let's talk. Let's talk about Matchbox Twenty. Robert Thomas, 30% owned, center, right wing eligible. Uh, So we did talk about Robert Thomas uh, a number of weeks ago. Uh, The the production was really, really good. We weren't uh, a huge fan of the shot volume at the time. Since then, it's gotten a little bit better. Uh, If we take a look at just his last uh, number of games here, I think it's 10 games. Sorry, let me just pull it up here. It is eight games. He has five points in his last eight games, but 19 shots over that time. Uh, which is much better shot volume than we're typically used to seeing from yeah. Robert Thomas. Uh, the yeah. reason we kind of mentioned him before was because he was tied to the hip of Vladimir Tarasenko, who's having a resurgent season. And the underlying numbers for this this line has been terrific. Whether it's been um, Ivan Barbashev or Pavel Buchnevich, obviously much better when Buchnevich is there. But regardless, uh, Thomas and Tarasenko together have been generating just a ton of chances. And it's so funny yeah. when you look at that team because literally nobody on this team is generating scoring chances except for Thomas and Tarasenko. They're really the only guys doing it. Thomas, still not a big goal scorer, never will be. One goal in his last 11, but he has 12 points over right. that stretch. Uh, it's a guy who's career high in shots before this year. Well, just in general, is 87. So, yeah, like, he's going to beat that. I know. Well, he's got eight straight games of at least two shots, which is amazing for Robert Thomas. And if we can get him anywhere near 150 shots by the end of the season, uh, yeah, I, I'm a lot more excited about his upside and potential now than just a few weeks ago, because obviously, you know, um, he's a top tier playmaker. The guy finds opportunities for his line mates to shoot. And when one of his line mates is Vladimir Tarasenko, that's going to equal a lot of assists all season long. So it looks like there might be a little bit of shot volume to back that up and at least make the, you know, that point production a little bit more uh, reliable. So yeah, it's really great to see. Hopefully he can keep it up. Cause like I said, if, if we can just get two shots a game from Robert Thomas, that's all we're asking yeah. for with his kind of playmaking ability. And he's just locked in at like 19 minutes a night. You're, yeah. you're bound for that. At least get two on net. It's almost impossible hope. not to, when you're locked that type of minutes like you said attach the hip of Tarasenko it's beautiful 20 points in 22 games this is a guy that is available in 70% of leagues at almost a point per game if you can get this on the bottom of your roster and just leave it there he's going to give you some production that you need Um, as much as this just assists and just a couple shots here and there um, we're talking about someone who can actually improve their game um, with a few more shots and and if you're already at a point per game pace I mean that's kind of scary um and uh, I never thought I'd say it, but Robert Thomas could find himself over a point per game at some point this year, and that'd just be wild. Uh, top 30 in the NHL in terms of just five-on-five five usage uh, at the forward position. Yeah. Obviously, 19 minutes a night, he's in the top 50 at He forwards. has such a nice game. Like, it's like, so, it just It's works. Ryan O'Reilly and then him. Like, literally, they both play 19 minutes a night the for same that player. team. He's, they're, ter- they're, they're terrific. Yeah, he's young Ryan O'Reilly. He's, like, being shaped into Ryan O'Reilly. Ryan O'Reilly's I'd like to see him a little bit better. I'd like to see him a little bit better defensively, but maybe not yeah. quite the same level there as, as there. the Selkie yeah. King Ryan O'Reilly. But, hey, he's young. Uh, 
very, very reliable game. Um, and yeah, like if, if we can get two shots a game, like you said, like, like you just mentioned, if you are playing 19 minutes a night and you can't get two shots, a game, yeah, like it's so hard not to, you got to find almost, yourself around the net every yeah, once in a while. It's almost difficult to not average that many shots. Funny to think like a couple of those are tips too and, and all that. So it's not even like he was intentionally taking them. Um, Evan Rodriguez is next. 29% yeah. owned center Speaking right wing eligible. Minutes. Um, yeah, so Evan Rodriguez, at least in the short term, is an absolutely spectacular ad. Uh, Brian Russ is out week to week. He's There's been, nothing new here. This yeah. has just like been a standard rule Do we in fantasy talk hockey for 10 years if Brian now. Russ is out ad. <laughs> well, no, just like the Sydney, the guy playing on Sydney Crosby's wing and on yes. the top power play unit with him. Do you want to talk about could, that 12-shot game? Should probably be picked though? up. Yes, he had, he had 12 shots. He had, he had 12 what shots uh, against Montreal a couple days ago. What the fuck? Um, That's usually <laughs> another indicator to pick a guy up. Yeah, no, but so, okay, here's the thing. So, I do, he shot 8.3% that game. Not great. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do. He was unlucky not to score shots. another one. It's I do the stats like for every single game, every single day, for every single line. And even when this guy was on the fourth line with Danton Hyman and Dominic Simone, their underlying numbers were insane. There's really something here with Evan Rodriguez. Just because I shoot. know it's not Dominic Simone and, and Danton Heinen driving uh, all yeah. of that. And his numbers with Crosby look fantastic, which, you know, you'd laugh at and say they're his numbers. But, I mean, Crosby obviously hasn't been quite himself this year. So when you look at their numbers together, you know, we're talking 75 minutes. They're over uh, 45 scoring chances per 60, 81 shot attempts, 16 high danger chances. So just they're insane. creating a ton of offense. And obviously this is a guy who finds ways to get the puck on the net. So 27 shots in his last six. Games. Yeah. And <laughs> they've been banged up obviously, and he's been playing well. Machine. So there's a real chance that he continues to play a ton of minutes and, and shoot the puck. Also a lot. top power play. Unit. And yeah, exactly. Right. So he's playing, you know, almost 19 minutes a night exclusively with Sidney Crosby. And yeah, sometimes, you know, just don't overthink it. That's enough to pick a guy up, especially yeah, when yeah. he's shooting as he, much he as he should is. be. He should be owned in basically every format right now while he's on that top line. It might be for two weeks until Brian Russ gets back, but there's no reason for this guy to drop down the lineup right now. He's been absolutely outstanding. And, and I've been pretty hard on Evan Rodriguez in the past. I mean, I think everybody kind of has. He he was a bit of a bust specifically in sure, Buffalo. Sure, he played for but, Buffalo. Um, but yeah, right now he's really unlocking his potential in Pittsburgh. Matt Zuccarello is next. Right wing eligible, 29% owned for the Wild. Another line that's just been absolutely outstanding. Uh, Kirill Kaprizov was... Very, very cold for a stretch of time. Um, and then he was moved to a line with Victor Rast. I tripped the wild coaching staff on Twitter. He had a four-point night on Victor Rast's line. I'm like, no, I still don't care. He needs to be playing with Hartman and Zuccarello. Two games later, Hartman, Zuccarello, Kaprizov together. They've been absolutely in fuego ever since. I should be the coach of the Minnesota yeah, Wild is what work. I'm saying. Uh, seven points in his last five games. Zuccarello did miss two games with a hand injury. Returned to the lineup tonight. But prior to that... Seven points, three goals, four assists in his last five games. Is shooting 27.3% over that stretch. Not a guy that's going to shoot a ton, more of a pass-first option. But when you're playing with Kaprizov and a suddenly unbelievable Ryan Hartman, Matthew Grillo is a terrific option. He's got 16 points in 16 games, 35 and 42 last year. So he's been really, really good uh, since coming over to Minnesota. Always gets the minutes and, and always the right power play minutes. So yeah. Um, I think the injury, probably the only reason that he's still on the wire right now, because, yeah, you obviously don't normally find a, a point-per-game guy who's playing as much as he is on the wire at this point of the season. Yeah, I was going to say exactly that. Um, I just can't believe we got two guys at 30% here, or around 30, that are at, almost at a point-per-game. Um, people are slacking on the free agency this year. we got to pick it up. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, okay, the next two guys we're not going to talk too much about because we've talked about them a ton the last few weeks. But Yanni Gord, still just 28% owned, center right wing eligible. <laughs> Jared McCann, his teammate, also center left wing eligible, but only 28% owned as well. Uh, both playing a tremendous amount of minutes. Give me Gord. Uh, these boys both like Gord more. Gord. I like McCann more. I just think McCann has more to offer offensively. Yeah, Gord is an smart. outstanding real hockey player. Uh, I just don't know how much he offers offensively. Just doesn't really shoot a ton. Um, he's got 15 points in 19. Yeah, 19 no, I, I don't hate Yanni Gord. I, you know, Jeremy McCann. I talked about goals. it. He's always shot at a high clip, 13.2 so far this season. It's actually below his career average. Shooting twice a game. He doesn't need to shoot much more than that to get you 25 goals. Uh, and with those assists, too, like I, I just think he's a lock for 60 points with how much he's playing this year. Yeah. Uh, and more upside than that if he gets a little puck lucky. I'm just worried about McCann's usage. If McCann and Gord are sharing the same amount of ice... Then I too I, I think McCann. McCann's phenomenal, but yeah. for whatever reason, he's just not getting as Gord, many minutes. Gord just gets those twenty. He did it before. You know, it's nothing new. I will just say, just a just a, as a word of caution here, in Gord's last seven games, he only has eight shots. So that's my concern. That's not a lot. That's enough. Not enough. I'm shots telling you, I don't. I'm not you as concerned care. about Johnny Gord's shot volume. I know. I'm not going to say too often. If you, the guy is consistently shooting 15 16% every single year he's been yeah. in the league. So I he's very selective with his shots, but it, it works out for him. Um, pass first guy, but he seems to make the most of his shooting opportunities when he does take them. So like I said, he doesn't need to shoot a lot to potentially pick you up 20, 25 goals this year, and you know the apples are going to be there. So I, I like Gord. Uh, breaking news here. Um, not really breaking news, but... So the other night... It can't be breaking when the we Flor- The Florida Panthers... I know, but this was breaking news for us. Okay. The other night, the Florida sure. Panthers go into wa- the third period against Washington down 4-1, come back, win 5-4 in the third period. Easy. Tonight, they go down 3 nothing to Buffalo. Duh. As we all predicted. They score three in the second to make it 4-3 going into the third. They score four unanswered in the third and win 7-4. to four. A little bit easier against Buffalo wow. than maybe Washington. I was going to say, the spread was probably about three goals, so they just gave them the spread. to. Hey, four Panthers there. fans, how are your hearts? I pounded the Panthers at plus 350 yeah, after Bro- that first Brock's period because Aaron, Aaron Dell is just horrible. They I are just, definitely the second best team in that division, that's for sure. Yeah, is Aaron <laughs> Dell the worst goalie in the NHL Yeah, they right traded now? for Malcolm Subban today, so he's but, done. But like, <laughs> I, Come on. Really? You're going to say that? Aaron Dell. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Jonas, Joh- yeah. Jonas Johansson is the worst goalie ever. Come on. You said like uh, yeah, 20 minutes well, ago. Fuck, I didn't say that. But now... Put some respect on honestly, Dell's name. I, I think Dell's the worst. It goes, <laughs> it goes David Ayers, Dell, and then Janssen, just in, yeah. in term, So I guess Johnson's the worst. Bag of Lays, chips. Yeah. Um, I, t- I take Ayers over both fight. of them, Again, for just, sure. I, I, w- I would love to point out <laughs> uh, Windsor Ayers, Alert, yeah. Aaron Ekblad, two goals, one assist, six shots on goal tonight. He is fantasy's St. William's number finest. two defenseman because Kale McCarr is a freak did you know that he went to DNI's grade school yeah, I've, never, I've never heard of it but all right next on the list here speaking of <laughs> who D considers the best team in the division Michael Bunting 27% owned for the Maple also Leafs. the divisional standings yeah. converted considered yeah, that yeah they played a, I feel like the Leafs played 100 games though they yeah, played they two more than Florida okay that's still enough. 100 that's and they lot. have I think two or three more points. um yeah Michael Bunting left wing uh started the season in the top six Rookie worked his year. way to the fourth line has worked his way back to the top six, playing with Matthews and Marner, and he's been nothing short of electric. Yeah. He is currently on a five-game point streak, two goals, seven assists, nine points over that span. Ooh. Doesn't shoot a ton, doesn't need to. He plays with Austin Matthews. If he shot a ton, it'd be really fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> Let the best player on the ice shoot, but also that bodes quite well Marner's for him. done very well. Letting I would argue, Matthews I mean, shoot. 50 yeah. shots in 24 games while playing 14 minutes a night is it's actually pretty, solid, pretty good yeah. shot volume. So, uh, yeah, I, mean, I love bunting, personally. We saw Hyman be worth rostering in the 
the same role, right? So if he's going to stay to that spot, I think he has more offensive upside than than Zach Hyman, to be honest. Like at, at this point in his career, seen Hyman's twelve goals this year. Yeah, Bunting looked really good in his short stint uh, in Arizona last season. So mm-hmm. somehow still a rookie despite playing in three separate <laughs> he's seasons. Thirty years old and yeah, being twenty six years, years old. old. Um, but yeah, I, I think there's there's obviously uh, you know on any given night, this is a guy that you would look to pick up and stream if he's yeah. playing in that spot. So as long as he's playing with Matthews and Marner, I, I definitely think he's, he's worth owning. Cause like I said, he's shooting pretty, uh, a decent amount uh, of shots considering like Brock said, he's playing with Austin Matthews and only playing 14 minutes a night. Yeah. There's very few people that I would want to own who at the bottom of my lineup who aren't on a, a top power play unit or on a second power play unit, but this guy falls right in that category. There's lines. I mean, we've talked about it. Whoever plays with Crosby, whoever plays with McDavid, whoever plays with McKinnon, but Whoever plays with Matthews and Marner is almost in a just just as good or better position. Twenty seven percent. This guy should be flying up by twenty percent, twenty seven percent by the day as people realize the line this guy's on. Yeah, unless um, it's Nick Ritchie. Yeah, at which point you, no, terrible. Yeah. No, I just mean bunting himself. Just I the know. way he plays. And I just meant even, R- Ritchie played with Matthews oh, yeah, and Marner, and, yeah. and somehow yeah. last did night, absolutely. Yeah, did they might as well have been sit. shorthanded. Yeah, so true. But um, they kind of were. But uh, <laughs> last night, I mean, I mean, Matthews scores those three goals. What we miss in between all that, that, that beautifulness. One of the goals, Bunting just absolutely wins a battle, almost like you said, just a la Zach Hyman esque. Yeah. Um, you love to see it, and it's someone who's proving he can stay in that spot, and that's what they're looking for. Like you yeah. said, Nick Ritchie was there, and, and Matthews uh, and Marner, are, yeah. you know, clicking right now, and they're so digging. Bun- it. Bunting's yeah. not going anywhere until that line. Yeah, they're doing spinoramas. They're fucking. Yeah, if Matthews just gonna score a hat trick in his first game without his mustache, then I don't want to hear about that mustache. Me either. I was so tired of that too. But gotta say it, or you're not a real hockey podcast. I think that's TSN's reporting it every day. I'm so young. I had a bigger mustache. He does look a little all month, and we just brought it up now. Yeah, but yours was terrible. It was worse than his. Well, also we didn't bring it up. You brought it up. You brought it up yourself. (laughs) I felt like it got more orange as the month progressed. Yeah, that's for sure. It started to freak freak me out like a lot. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah. It was like turning into a pumpkin. I guess would be the only orange thing I can think of. Moving on, Nico Heischer now playing with Jack Hughes, twenty six percent owned, just center eligible. He has eleven points, just one goal though. Um, in his last 14 games. So 11 points in his last 14. Um, you could have segued that better. That's a red jersey with my red mustache. Come on, Brock. I still don't love it. Um, <laughs> this is going to be my first pass of yeah, the night. I, I'm not a huge fan either. I'd rather have Dawson Mercer, I think. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. yeah, I was just going to say, we, we obviously love that other line a lot. He's averaging um, one He sure, I, I do think, is a really good player, but I wonder if he's going to end up being more like a really good second or third line. Yeah. Um, get you up and down the ice. One of those guys who like is great on your team, but not great on your fantasy team. 1.2 yeah, shots one of those, per game. One of those players that we were always kind of concerned about whether or not his real life value would ever yeah, translate cool. into his fantasy value. I, I, think playing with, I think playing with Jack Hughes. That's the thing. I think he needs to play with more uh, productive wingers, and they just don't really have that in New Jersey. Yeah. Like he, he was had a he good year alongside years. Taylor Hall and uh, Kyle Palmieri that one year. But like, yeah. has he, he had a legitimate top line Andreas winger Johnson? since then? No. Maybe, yeah. He needs maybe. to shoot more, too. The he guy's afraid Brad. to shoot. He, he had a lot of chance to play with Brad. I mean, he sure did. Uh, Ryan Johansson is next on this list. Um, there we go. I mean, back to we, we finally bumped up the, the own percentage of Matt Duchesne and Michael Granlin enough that now we just got to move down the uh, depth chart in Nashville. Uh, but Johansson kind of returning to his old ways as of late. Uh, key, yeah. The issue that with him is that he's not going to be playing with Forsberg, who's an absolute monster. But uh, he has nine points in his last six games. 
all apples, except for one, one Gino, 12 shots in six games. This is just classic Ryan Johansson stat line. Um, I think the one thing that's very interesting is just that the Predators are significantly better than I think anybody was ready to give them credit for. Um, and, and even if he's playing a slightly, slightly lesser role, that's still a pretty decent second line with Luke Cunning and Ely Tolvin, and he's always going to be on that top power play unit with the with Yossi and Forsberg and the boys. Um, so yeah, I think Johansson's fine. Obviously, center, strict center. Yeah. It, it, it kind of certainly wouldn't be my first pick. I don't know if he cracks my top ten with the, from the thirty guys we're talking about tonight, no. but um, there's upside there. If you got on a better line with some better wingers on that team, maybe reconnected with Forsberg, I, I think there'd be a lot more to be excited about. Because, uh, yeah, he does look really great. But it's you got to cap your excitement right now with how much he's playing because you know the goals aren't going to be there. So He's basically yeah. a consolation prize if Robert Thomas isn't available. In sure. the league. They're yeah, very similar. Yeah. And he's playing he's with Walmart, Walmart Robert Thomas. Um, I do love that PP1 time for him, but that's about all i got to say. Uh, we already talked about Andreas Janssen. So now we have cracked through the under 40, the under 30. We're moving down to under 20. Jamie Drysdale is next on the list. Um before we talk about Jamie Drysdale, sure. can we just talk about how good Trevor Zegers is? Yeah. I mean, he does shit that looks really cool on the internet. He's um, no Troy Terry, but... Yeah. I mean, I Troy Terry he, gets it done. He, he's definitely... Troy Terry's going to win the heart. He's definitely better than Troy Terry. Yeah, um, he's 100% better than Troy Terry. I would be even willing to put money that Zegers finishes with more points than Troy Terry. At the end of this by year? By the end of this season. The season that Troy Terry started with? Yeah. The heart... I think trophy-esque season, bro. <laughs> Forgot about that already. That um, he's terrible. No. 25 points right now for Terry. 17 for... Yeah. Oh, he's right I don't think that's out of the question. Oh, no. I thought it was I think Zegers is going to be... Yeah. I think Zegers is going to be just absolutely insane. Um, in his last he's nine games, way more Zegers has four goals, eight assists, 12 points in his last nine games. Uh, the minutes are going up as well. I mean, the problem with him is his minutes are all over the place, but I, I think Zegers finishes with more points than, than Troy Terry this year. I can which agree is, with that Which, now. coming into the season, obviously would not have been a hot take. Maybe right. now, since he got nominated for the Hart Trophy. Um, but he is not under 20% owned, so he's not who we're talking about. No, yeah, we're not yeah. talking about him. We're talking about Jamie Drysdale, Jamie. who's also a stud in... Uh, in Anaheim. Yeah. 50% owned, by the way, for Zegras. So yes. it's still worth a check. Absolutely. Brock, I dropped um, Cam Fowler for Jamie Drysdale last week in a keeper league. Um, you just basically want whichever guy's on the top. About it. You guys want whichever guy's on the top power play unit. My concern with Jamie Drysdale doesn't shoot a ton, um, but still right around, nice average and right around two shots a game, which is fine for him, a defenseman. Especially um, a 19-year-old. Yeah, getting less than 20 minutes a, a, a game. And he's starting to play more. Yeah. They're starting to, like at the start of the season, it was hard to buy into what he was doing because he just wasn't playing enough. Yeah. Uh, he does have five points, two goals, three assists in his last six. I'm only looking at him in redraft leagues and, and deeper leagues. I'm talking 14 to 16 teams. Um at the minimum. Um, otherwise, I, I think you know you, you can reserve them just for keeper and dynasty yeah. formats. Absolute massive ceiling on this kid, though. Um, if we're going to talk about Evan Bouchard being a first round pick, we also got to do that about Jamie Dries. Yeah, um, I just think Bouchard obviously offers a lot more. Absolutely. This, this year. Well, the fact I, that I you think Drysdale's one year away. Still. Yeah, yeah, I agree. The fact that you can also just pass the puck to Connor and maybe get a secondary assist is pretty bonkers. Um, that's a lot better position to be in, and that's a good enough position to earn you the twelve percent more that he has than Jamie Drysdale. So. Um, yeah, if Evan Bouchard's taken, Jamie Drysdale's sitting there, give it a consider. Keeper League for sure. Kasperi Kapanen, 18% owned, left wing, right wing eligible. We're now moving to the significantly worst uh, wingers in Pittsburgh because Evan Rodriguez is an absolute stud. 
But uh, no, Kapanen's been fine. Uh, my only concern, I guess, with the second fine. line of the Penguins is that they just really don't get a whole lot done at 5v5, to be completely truthful. Uh, their underlying numbers aren't that terrific. But Kasperi Kapanen's still a guy that's you know, able to to get things done at 5v5. Um, and then, obviously, on the second power play unit, it, you know, for the limited amount of time that they will see. He has seven points, two goals, five assists in his last 11. But uh, obviously, Evan Rodriguez would be far and away my my top choice in, in Pittsburgh right now. Uh, even if we look at this list, right below him is Dawson Mercer. If you have a center spot, I think I'd rather have Dawson Mercer yeah. um, and Andreas Janssen. For sure. I think there's just a lot more upside with those other guys. Captain, I think in, you know, 12, 10 team, anything smaller than that, redraft. Um Probably nothing more than a streaming option, but I, I do think his role is going to be consistent enough that in, in deeper leagues, yeah, uh, he's worth a look. But yeah, I, I think he is what he is. Um, obviously, if that team gets healthier and he's is you know his quality of line mates improved, then um, there's some there could be some more upside there. But I, I think he's you know his return so far you can pretty safely rely on it. Obviously, it's nothing spectacular, and like I said, doesn't make him worth owning in standard size leagues, but worth a worth a shot in deeper leagues for yeah. sure. And uh, and he actually crushed it last year when he was playing with Malkin. Malkin's got to come back at some point this year, and when he does, he's I'm, on the ice. Yeah, no I contact. That, that, uh, I do believe that that actually bodes quite well for uh, for the boy Casper Kapanen. and he, he proved to be a nice little side piece of of, of Gino there last year. I'm very interested as to what they're going to do with that lineup. It's like uh, cut Evan honest, Rodriguez this I gotta, time. I got to be completely honest with you. When they're fully healthy with what we've seen thus far from the likes of Evan Rodriguez and even Jeff Carter. Um, yeah. That's going to be a really, really deep team up front. I mean, their fourth line with Bluger, Aston Reese, and, and Brock McGinn is very, very good, very reliable. Then you basically are going to add Evgeny Malkin and bump uh, Dominic Simone, and you're going to add Brian Russ and bump Danton Hyman, and then you're going to have basically a third line of Evan Rodriguez, Jeff Carter, and... I'm not even sure. Who maybe cares? Jason Captain? Zucker. Maybe I'm sure they'll tell us happening. Yeah. yeah it, it's, it's, they're deep as hell, man. Yeah. Um, I, I, I do think they're that, way you better know, than I thought they were going to be. Absolutely. And, uh, and it's just a matter of like when they come back, we, we need it to happen sooner rather than later. I think that definitely Evan Rodriguez can afford to lose Obviously the goaltending they're getting. Yeah, I was just going to say, speak, speaking of how good they've been, Tristan Jari, other than what He's he did beast. last night, Edmonton has just been unbelievable. Yeah. Um, and then on the, the complete flip side, D's boy, Casey DeSmith all of a sudden, is horrendous. Yeah, he's he trash. might he might be up there with Aaron Dell and Jonas no, Johansson no. and uh, and who is the other guy? David Harris. David Harris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who is the e bug out in uh, Columbus today? Let's throw that guy ahead of all these people. Yeah, maybe. As well. But yeah, DeSmith having a rough go. But Tristan Jari maybe working himself into the conversation to be the starting net miner for Team Canada. I mean, sure. I mean, Oof. no, but sure. Well, who else is good? <laughs> Whoever's hottest at the time, just put him. Jack in there. Campbell. He's American. Shit. I'd play him. I'd take him still. Yeah. He'd, he'd change. <laughs> he lives he? in Canada, bro. You know what? Honestly, are they even going? Like, let's honestly, be honest. Honestly, he's a Windsor alert, so I just assume. Uh, I don't. It doesn't seem like no, they're going to go. I don't think no. they're going to. Oh, my God. It's going to be scary. just absolutely devastating. No, I know. And I don't think that the general mass who, like, doesn't pay super close attention to what's going on here is ready to take it because they all think we're watching Sid in Canada. Jersey. Oh, my gosh. I know. It's so sad. Um, we need. <sighs> Sorry, guys. We need Connor McDavid, like. I know. At the Olympics, so bad. Are we, talk, uh, are we talking about Kapanen still? Yeah, we're not talking. No, we're talking about Valerie Nishushkin <laughs> next. He's got nine points, five goals, four Thanks, assists dude. in 10 games. Uh, he's playing tonight. with um, Nazem Kadri. 
He ended up having a couple more points tonight. He definitely had a shorty. I think he also picked up a helper at one point yeah. in the Habs 4-1 win over the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, let me just quickly, yep, he picked up an <laughs> apple as well. Uh, look at Migo, just an absolute, podcast. yeah, an absolute stud on on the uh, on the mic here. Nichushkin, really, really good. He now has uh, 11 points in his last 11, in 11 no, games this season. Yeah. And um, Looking like the number two overall pick that Dallas took years ago. I'm totally kidding. That uh, second line is really hot for no reason. Yeah. Kadri uh, scoring goals is not, not even very good. No, but no. Yeah. I, I don't know what, I, don't, I really don't know what to say about Nichushkin. Like he's, he's shooting 30%. Um, you know, obviously this isn't something that we would ever expect to last. His on-ice shooting percentage is 15.8%. Um, so no, I, you know, I wouldn't be rushing to the waiver wire, uh, to pick him up. Um, so yeah, you know, obviously we expect that line to cool down, um, sooner than later and yeah, he's not going to be a point per game player, but, uh, in the meantime, if you have an extra roster spot and you're looking to fit some extra games in, he's extremely hot right now. Um, we talked about how little they played early in the season too. So lots of games coming up. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, good streamer. So yeah, deep deep leagues, streamers, or in redraft leagues if you want to keep them until he cools off. That's about what I got for you there on Valerie Nichushkin. Nice. Nailed it. Uh, Auntie Ranta, my guy. Uh, Auntie Rock's Ranta guy. is basically your Casey DeSmith for me. Sure. Um, starting to play more. Uh, unsurprisingly, Frederick Anderson's incredibly ridiculously hot stretch didn't continue. Uh, coming into tonight, Antti Ranta, 2-0-1 with a 9-0-4 save percentage in his last three starts. Um, he actually lost to the Ottawa Senators tonight. Um, not really to any fault <laughs> of his own, though. Um, I think Anton Forsberg made about 40... He made 47 saves um, on 49 shots, which is insane. Wow. Antti Ranta That's gave up takes, three goals on 20 shots. So not a great performance. Uh, turns That's a little out, bit on right to that. Yeah, it, turn, it turns out that Antti Ranta and Casey Smith are the same person. Not all on him. He just got completely out performed by the other goal by Anton Forsberg of all people making 47 stops which is just unheard of I Um, think he's obviously you know it didn't work out in in the best possible matchup really um tonight which is unfortunate but for the most part when he plays you're gonna you're gonna want to start him right mm -hmm. because he should hopefully give you half decent splits uh and is obviously on a pretty good team there in Carolina so the issue is of course how many games is he gonna get um so yeah but as long if he ever plays, obviously they seem pretty willing to go to him right now. Um, so I would imagine moving forward that this will probably be close to a 60, 40 split. I would say for Ronta taking the swing or no, Anderson 60, Ronta 40. Um, that's a, that's a lot of starts on a, on a really good team. And Fred's had what? Three pretty poor starts in a row now. Right. So, Mm -hmm. and you know that Freddie swings coming where he's, you just know that, but you are like literally every person on earth knows you can't play on team Ronta too much. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, if you're yeah. trying to give he's gonna break Ronta a huge workload, he's gonna he's be gonna hurt break. before you know it. Yeah, he so, lo- Yeah, moving on. Pavel me- Franku. Speaking of goaltenders who can't stay healthy, <laughs> yeah, the band aid or that just is, get healthy. Yeah, yeah, just be healthy, be available. Just don't say that word too loud around him; it'll hurt him. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, Franku. He went down to the AHL uh, on a conditioning stint. Yeah, he's expected to be back. Uh, I I think the one. Do thing- they give a timeline? Because he hasn't played in like almost two years i feel like yeah no i don't know i don't think he needs that much time like once you're healthy he'll probably <laughs> i'd say he probably sees three to he literally didn't play at all what you, what you saw from i mean notice johansson bounced back tonight only allowed one goal against the canadians who can't score against this is an entire it's an entirely different injury though right that's keeping him yeah. out this yeah, it was year an ankle yeah, injury. yeah 
And it was a hip last year. Something like that, yeah. 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 It's um, not too important. So for next, tender, right? it's going to be his shoulder. Yeah, Groin. No, so, Come on. So <laughs> Frank Coos, though, really, really, really good numbers uh, overseas. Goalie. Terrific numbers in, I think, about 32 career NHL starts. I, I don't have the numbers directly in front of me, but I wrote about him the other day. I think he's like a 932 and 32 career starts or something like that. Uh, D, I hope you're looking him up and, and ready to be my fact checker here. But My Wi-Fi. He, he's gonna, this is perfect timing. He's going to <laughs> be like a... You know, the obvious number two for the Avalanche, but I think the Avs, especially like we just mentioned, are they're going to be playing a lot more hockey moving forward these next couple weeks. And they're not gonna be able to ride Darcy Kemper like like no. Connor Hellebuck gets no. in, in Winnipeg, right? Well, so a- Frank Hoos is going to see a decent workload, and this is among the best defensive teams in hockey. They were the best de- defensive team in hockey last year, um, and they're obviously just extremely good. So I think Frank Hoos is definitely interesting, and I think you probably want to add him if you have the room, uh, especially because he's probably still on IR. Yeah. 923. 923? Okay. So Nasty. I said 932. A little dyslexia there, but that's all right. Um, still very, very good. Uh, so he, yeah, I think you want to kind of get ahead of the curve here because when he starts, he's definitely going to be worthwhile. Yeah. Uh, I mean, whether Kemper it's one start or no, Kemper's yeah, been terrible. Exactly. Yeah. It's not like, it's not like that's a position that, you know, that, that that's Kemper's to steal. Um, if Frank Hoos comes in and, and, and runs the table, like we saw, you know, Jack Campbell do last year with the Leafs, I think you almost have to give him a little bit more time, but no, I like having this guy, even if he's getting 30%, yeah, 40% and he was stealing starts. starts from Grubauer. Yeah. When, or when oh yeah. Well, yeah. Right? That's so. what happened. Yeah. He, he basically took them into the playoffs, which was kind of right. crazy. So, um, Bedner clearly already, it was under Bedner as well, which kind of helps. He, he knows trust what him. he has there. He trusts him. Um, so and, there's an and, outside chance that the Avalanche's starter is just sitting out there available in 85% crazy. of leagues. Yeah, yeah. No, no, and you can, if you have IR spots, you can literally pick them up. I mean, you might have to drop someone for the transaction, but pick them up, stash them on the IR, and then open up the roster spot right back up. So yeah, I know, I've had him stashed in our league. I don't want to hate you for it. Um, and it's just been looking like the, a better and better move with you know every passing game because they are just desperate for goaltending. So yeah, and we saw we saw Kemper go down yesterday with an injury. Um, we we talked about a coming in the year. Kemper is not a goalie who can stay healthy all no, year. No, both of them are both very injury yeah. prone. He is still IR eligible on Yahoo leagues right now. Again, thirteen percent owned. And yeah, I mean, we talked about it. Kemper is uh, not really been. I mean, for a guy who had a somehow had like a nine thirty save percentage in Arizona to have a nine oh three save percentage in Colorado doesn't make a lot of sense. He couldn't even like tie his pads on the other like. Hey, what yeah. happened there? Did you see that? He, did you see that he started? He, <laughs> he let in a goal like first shot because his like laces or pads came off and he was stepping on his pad what? like his pad strap can we get and, this guy's dad in the dressing room before yeah, the game, he fell please? over and let in a goal so then like they came and fixed it johansson went in he they fixed it at the bench he came back in the game and then like it came off again and he just left the game and never returned because of a pad malfunction i was like what is happening right now we won but yeah. never to, johansson I feel actually like played well never to be seen again Man, yeah it was the national game. if you handed me a pair of like goalie pads i would have no idea how to put them on like for anyone who doesn't maybe you guys don't play but Kemper does. They are incredible. I, I know he does. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, what are the chances that even, like, the equipment manager, like, Kemper came to him and he's like, holy fuck. I got no fucking idea, It's just man. crazy to me that, like, he de- they don't have, like, a, like obviously, like, they, they're incredibly like, intricate. Like, you have to, like, yeah. put the loop through no, here. No, no, but I mean, like, the way, like, 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 you have to know, like, six different sailor knots to do you up mean, a pair you of You even have, like, you got goalies breaking in, sure. like, crazy pads, like, Ottinger's wearing right now. They haven't break him into practice, but you'd think Ottinger's they'd have like one other sticks. broken in pair just ready to go <laughs> no. in case, you know, your strap just doesn't. Was it an away game? Because then I feel like maybe they would. I can't but... remember. I think anyways. it was in Colorado, but anyways, that was 
more than enough airtime uh, than a on that goalie pad. pad ever needs to <laughs> to be. Phil Kessel uh, is next on the list. Speaking of a goalie pad, kind of looks like one. <laughs> I don't even know what that means, but he's only 12% owned. Um, I, I think the, the Arizona Coyotes have been much better recently. Yep. Uh, I, I think yeah, the one guy that's not, also not on this list that's under 20% owned that certainly does, and I would take him over Phil Kessel any day of the week, is Clayton Keller. Uh, he's just 20 percent own and keller is really so he's not under 20 for the record yeah that's well he's not under 20 brock <laughs> so he, did, he, he could have been on the list he that's why he's list. not on the list because he didn't fall under 30 or under 20 but he just he was on the periphery there uh but clayton keller is really the guy to own in arizona right now he's been absolutely outstanding and really kind of returning to the form that we saw uh in, in his first few years seasons in the NHL. He has nine points in his last seven games. Uh, he's a plus six in Arizona, which is commendable in and of itself. <laughs> he has 20 shots, almost three shots per game over that stretch. He's just looks really good. Every time uh, I basically bet against Arizona every night. So I've watched a lot of their games and he's looked incredible. He's playing very, very well. So I would actually rather have Clayton Keller than Phil Kessel. But if you guys want to make a, a case about Phil, the thrill just no. for the record, no, uh, no. <laughs> Clayton Keller, 19 and a half minutes a night. Uh, the one thing that you can say about both of these guys, they could, Phil specifically, could be traded at any point in the season and become very viable. Yeah, and I just, nah. the reason I have Phil on here, I mean, at 11%, you just, if you go through, you're not going to find anyone else that plays top line minutes and top power play um, that far down um, the player list. You know, like I said, he's available in almost 90% of leagues. Uh, he plays in every situation you want. Obviously, he has a really a really nice track record. Even last year, 43 points in 56 games. Um, that's bottom of the roster type numbers. So yeah, I, I think it could definitely be uh, a lot higher than it is. And at the very least, he's you know one of the better streaming targets that you could get on a given night because he's going to be playing, uh, like I said, those heavy minutes, all those situations, shooting just 6.3%. Um, so yeah, there's a, a lot to kind of break back um, his way. And like you said, that line has been cooking late. All right. Since... Apparently, Phil fell just above that under 10% threshold. Uh, we're now moving below it to basically guys that you're never going to add unless you're in the deepest leagues We're ever. dumpster diving. Yeah, dumpster diving. Sub 10%. People on Twitter love this shit. So here we go. Alexander Kerfoot plays with John Tavares. He's center, left wing, right wing eligible. Really doesn't do anything offensively, but he plays yeah. with John Tavares and William Elan. Poor man's Michael Button. 16 points in 24 games equals nothing offensively to Brock Segan. No, he's been okay. I I mean, yeah. uh, I think he carries triple position, yeah. right? Yeah. He yeah. always, pretty much always has since dating back to the his days with the avalanche. Um, yeah, obviously this is a target for deeper leagues. He doesn't see that power play time that you want to see on the Maple Leafs. He's playing with the Tavares line. I mean, Tavares Nylander, obviously still two really good linemates. And that's why he's, uh, that's why his, his production has been as good as it is. Uh, shot volume is never going to be there. So really it just comes down to how many secondary assists can he pick up on that line? So, you know, to your point, Brock, 14 and a half on ice shooting percentage. Um, so yeah, you know, that's going to fall back a little bit. I don't think he's going to be a 60 point guy this season, uh, but certainly 45, 50 points is doable for him. Again, nothing I'm looking at in redraft leagues, not even the best streaming target, but in, in deeper leagues, um, just the line mates alone, make him worth a shot. Yeah. As long as he's, uh, on that line, I think he does deserve a little bit more love than 9% in leagues. I feel like there's a lot of leagues where people are just holding on to guys. Yeah. Um, I, honestly, I didn't feel like coming on here and talking it up, but Brock just did him a little dirty. I feel Yeah, so. no. I just leave this guy off of like Toronto two stacks and DraftKings, so I'm yeah, like, that's fair. 
He just doesn't. Do well, he doesn't shoot, so no, exactly. Yeah. He just has no. It's just floor. a riskier DFS play, so it makes sense. Uh, but you know what? I like him Being more than smart. Paul Stastny at nine percent owned at center left wing eligible. Uh, Paul Stastny's playing with Adam Lowry. Enough said. Yeah, and Paul Stastny boosts his numbers early in the year when Mark Scheifele wasn't playing, when other guys were out of the lineup. Now those guys are back in the lineup. Paul Stastny, I want nothing to do with that. Yeah, we were you know looking to see where he'd come back and fit back into this lineup. Um, and yeah, even in the deepest of leagues, if you're playing down the lineup and you're not getting the power play time. Not going to be worth a look. So, you know, in deep leagues, maybe still worth monitoring, but obviously he needs to move up that lineup before you look at rostering him. Yeah, he, he's definitely somebody maybe to keep an eye on in super deep leagues, but right now he's just nowhere close. Yep. Um, the Browns. The Dustin, Browns. Oh, yeah, Dustin Brown or Connor Brown. <laughs> Which one would you prefer? Dustin right wing eligible, Ooh. Connor Brown left wing right wing. For me, it's Dustin Brown. Um, he can actually play with Anze Kopitar. Connor Brown, uh, left wing, right wing, plays a ton, but he plays with Nick Paul and Tim Stutzel. Yeah. Uh, poor Timmy Stu. He just has the worst line mates ever. Not couldn't that even, they're bad. Couldn't even crack our top 33 waiver wire ads of the week. Yeah, not, not, that, not that he's bad, but um, they just do nothing offensively. They are so tough to play yeah, against. Connor puts up points, though. Yeah, sure. Like, how many... Shorthanded goals can you realistically expect from this guy this year? <laughs> He's got 11 points in 16 games. Um, yeah, just hard. We watched this guy break the Senators' goal streak last year um, for goals in consecutive games. There is not. There's an offensive bone in this body, and when you're getting 22 plus minutes a night in four of his last five, he left games, his offensive bone in Toronto. No, that bone. He left it in his rookie season. Going hard there. <laughs> The bone, the bone zone is still going on in the nation's capital, boys. What are you talking about? I don't know. This guy averages like 28 points a year. Yeah, but uh, uh, are we trying to get I think I'd slightly rather Dustin. They, they both yeah, play a Dustin lot of minutes. Dustin on that top line, but like Dustin's yeah. like one bad shift away from getting sent right back down to that third line. which is Oh, just... like Dustin Brown is no model of, of consistency yeah. either. He scored last night. That broke an eight-game pointless streak. Yeah. No, we were talking about He was on the third it. line. He was on the Talk third about line. his shot volume, though. Let's, yeah. let's give 28 shots in nine games, it's but he's so only averaged 15 minutes and 21 seconds over that span he was demoted to play with Rasmus Kapari yeah. instead of Anze 68 Kupka. shots in 21 games this year too so if he's, he's playing on the top line okay. I think he's definitely worth the run and, and yeah oh yeah way sure. more than Connor Brown well we were sure. talking even on our break like it, it wouldn't be a regular fantasy season and things just wouldn't go into place yeah. unless Dustin Brown took a couple games up there with they're both uh, it always happens yeah they're both nine percent owned so that's fun yeah, that's fun. Uh, Alexander Wenberg is next. His, uh, you know, he's been solid. To be completely honest, he's just like he's just never gonna score goals. No, he, he's uh, afraid he of just, the net. He just like he honestly is terrified to shoot the puck. Uh, he has twenty three shots in his last thirteen games, which, to be completely honest, surprised me. Uh, nine points though in that span, eight assists in thirteen games. Just going back, I was watching. Uh, I can't remember who was playing, but the Blues. They were against the the Lightning the other night. They were in a shootout, <laughs> and Robert Thomas, like I think he was like the fifth shooter or something for the Blues, and uh, I think it was Dave Randorf or whatever the Lightning announcer. And Thomas is coming in. He's like, "Well, this guy's a a pass first player, but he's got to shoot now." <laughs> <laughs> and I just started dying laughing because I'm like, "We trip that guy's shot volume on the podcast all the time." That's funny. Uh, this guy's just getting after him on national television. Wait, no national, but you know what I'm saying. Anyways, uh, yeah, Wenberg. I mean, he no. plays a ton. He's nine, over 19 minutes a night. Yeah. Just does PP not one. shoot enough. He's gonna pick up so many apples. So if you are, uh, if you have a team that only scores goals and doesn't pick up assists, then pick him up. That'd be a pretty bizarre team to have. Yeah, I don't know about so many apples, but he will. He'll get you something. He definitely deserves more than eight percent PP one. Um, I don't understand. He has 13 assists in 23 games. That's a lot yeah, of apples. I, yeah. I think he's, he's all right. I think his production is actually going to be pretty 
reliable yeah. for the most part. It's just like you say, he's not going to score a lot of goals. But in deeper leagues, like if, if you're looking for a guy that can give you around yeah. on pace for 45, assists. 50 points this year, I, I think he can get points. there. On pace for 46 yeah. assists, and no, he's going to score 50 points because yeah, he's got four points. goals. Yeah. I think so he's, his he's career is – not saying he's bad. His best – or his career year was 13 goals, 46 assists for 59 points um, in Columbus. And I, I think that's probably his absolute ceiling. Like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking something more in the line of like eight goals – 35 assists. Yeah. All right. So the dumpster diving is not going well. We don't really love these guys. Uh, I, I, love do, the one here. I love I do love Sonny Milano. Sonny Milano is completely oh, accessible. Oh, skip, what? Well, skip we're gonna, yeah, what? We're just talking about forwards. We're going to skip those two. We'll come back to them. Let's talk about oh, forwards. Oh, you just want to pick your favorite. Well, Who's no, also I'm my saying, favorite? We talked about Trevor Zegers a bunch. He's playing with Trevor Zegers and Ricard Raquel. Yeah. Former very highly touted prospect that just never worked in Columbus. Right. In Anaheim, he never worked well, really he got until this year. Um with an avalanche prospect once. It did happen. In a that usually hurts your career. Yeah. He does have 12 points, 4 goals, 8 assists in his last 13 games. He is shooting 21.1%, but playing with the god that is Trevor Zegers, I think that's sustainable. Oh, this guy's literally <laughs> one of my top three ads on this if whole somebody list. Can call, he, if somebody lo- can call Troy Terry a heart candidate, I can say that Sonny Milano can maintain 21%, I think. Uh, hell yeah, I'm down with it. This guy, th- this is the kid, I don't know if you guys remember, but back in the day, there's like this 14-year-old kid who would just do crazy stick tricks and shit, and everyone was blowing their mind was up on YouTube. Was it Sonny Milano? It was Sonny Milano. No, it actually was. This guy was wild. He He's just so nasty. Every goal is like a highlight real goal. I think he is one of these 20% shooters. Um, and yeah, like I said, he's probably one of the top three free agent pickups I have on this list. And at 6% owned, I think he's getting absolutely mistreated by the the general public Sonny Milano deserves some respect um I love that line and uh and he is a very natural goal scorer so yeah D how you feel about Sonny I I like him I'm a little bit skeptical of anyone who's played on the second line in Anaheim um even as as well as Zegris is playing obviously just hasn't been a hotbed of production in recent years uh and I just don't know if he's going to continue to see the minutes he needs because obviously the shot volume has never been uh fantastic but I I would agree I was shocked to see um, that his own percentage is as low as it is. It obviously should be higher. Obviously, in, in deeper leagues, um, this guy has moved into must-own territory. Uh, and yeah, he should probably be in kind of the sub-30 range with how well he's been playing of yep. late as opposed to the sub-10. But I am a little you know, more than skeptical uh, um, about just his ability to continue producing at you know, close to this clip and, and, and really just being worth rostering in you know, standard 10 to 12 team redraft league so i i still think i would save him as more of a streaming option in those leagues and and really not dedicate a roster spot to him in anything more than a 14 or 16 team league but yeah i th- i think beebs was a probably a little overzealous yeah, i got really him. excited I think, about a I think, six percent i think yeah you were the, that's the it most should be excited. higher for sure but it should definitely, it should be, definitely higher. be higher uh he is on the top power play unit and that's not something that looks like it's going to change anytime. i would say definitely like the top Add for deep leagues of the of the week for sure. Yeah, like I think I think I would add him above um, everybody in the under twenty range, other than Dawson Mercer. Dawson Mercer is the only one in the under twenty range that I would add over over Sonny Milano. I agree. Um, at this point, it's I, always in terms Sonny of, in Anaheim. terms of forwards. Yeah, yeah. Like obviously he's well below Michael Bunting, uh, Evan Rodriguez, but if those guys aren't available on the wire, I think Sonny Milano is is perfectly acceptable. I got him um, All right, Evan sorry, Rodriguez. I didn't mean to skip over these guys. You guys almost lost your minds. We were uh, all Huso. I just I know you like Billy Huso, and then you like teed it up like, oh, these next two guys. I'm like, oh, Brock's gonna talk about Billy. Huso. Well, yeah, no, I do like Billy Huso. He, he highly touted prospect for the Blues. Bennington um, has COVID. Yeah, Bennington, Bennington went on the COVID nineteen reserve list today. Um, but Huso like has struggled 
in the past. He's been very, very good this year. Yeah. Um, he did lose to the Lightning tonight, but that Duh. does happen. Uh, teams do that. Coming into tonight, <laughs> he had a 936 save percentage, which is miles <coughs> better uh, than what we saw from him in years past. He did stop 31 of 35 tonight. Yeah, so he just it's played not the like one year before, last yeah. year, but 17 games, the 893 save percentage. Um, so yeah, obviously, like you said, it's been, he's been really good in the few games he has played. Bennington hasn't been fantastic. That team has actually been pretty good. And if anything, it's been the goaltending holding them back a little bit. So certainly I want the starting goalie on that team because they're an above average hockey team. The one I, I get, what I was referring to was that he also struggled at the AHL. Like ever since he came over from, uh, Finland? from Finland, he hasn't been that great, but this yeah. year he's really kind of. Uh, blossoming into the goalie that they were kind of expecting. And uh, and B- I-, I think the main thing about Huso is that Bennington just really hasn't been that good yeah. uh, for the most part. Bennington is, I think, maybe the streakiest goalie in the entire NHL. Definitely uh, the fucking craziest. Bobrovsky, because year by year, he's just high or low. But, true. Billy Huso, going into this episode, Bennington doesn't have COVID, and I think we still could sit here and talk about this guy. Um, just the performances he was putting up. I've been riding him as a, a goalie in another league as, as just whenever he starts, it's usually going to turn out pretty good. Um, so I think he deserved more than 8% prior to Bennington. With Bennington down now, this it's guy's going to yeah. shoot up. Yeah, obviously. And he deserves it. it. He's a must-own as long as Bennington is out, yeah. but I do think it's going to take like a lot or at least a while yeah. for him. Like but even when Bennington is going to have to continue for a few months for him to really like upseat or no. uproot Bennington yeah. of that job. Cause he won them a cup. He's been a workhorse for them, right? Like he hasn't really six, run an he's, injury. He's started 16 of their first 20 games. That's what I was yeah. going to say. Even with, you know, Bennington being subpar and who's so looking good every time he's been in, he had four starts before. No, tonight, but that's so. what I mean. I don't think he's taking that, but when yeah. you do get those five starts and four yeah. starts, oh, I'm just trying to temper, temper. Yeah, the expectations. It's just, it's hard to carry a guy that's only going to start maybe once a week. If you're lucky, it's right? a lot easier. But right nowadays, now, nowadays, right no, now now it is. No, now it is. No, now I'm just saying like long-term and like coming in. Exactly. And who's made no sense. It's a lot easier this year than ever prior to yeah but then anytime anytime he starts obviously he's worth a spot start he's worth picking up like i said you want is a good enough team where you want their starting goalie so in bennington's last seven games he's allowed three plus goals and six of those seven with an 889 save percentage so maybe rolling them out there maybe there is going to be uh a a little window here for Vili Huso moving forward. Next on the list, Jonas Brodin, 7% owned in Minnesota. He is their top power play option with Jared Spurgeon out. Jonas Brodin has been an absolute lock for me in DFS lately because Minnesota won our absolute animals. Jonas Brodin has been really solid since Spurgeon went out, picking up one goal, three assists in his last four games. He's playing over 26 minutes a night. During that stretch, never a guy who has been shy about playing over 25 minutes a night at any point in his career. Um, really only a guy that you want to own while Spurgeon is out. But in the short term, he is is terrific. You don't really get this kind of power play production out of him usually. But right now, you certainly are. Yeah, as long as he's on that top unit, top pair, I, I think he's the top defenseman to go after, like in the interim. Obviously, this isn't a long-term ad. So, you know, if maybe you've, if you want to play towards the long-term, Obviously, a guy like Bouchard, we talked about what, what he can offer you in, in terms of that. But as long as Spurgeon is out and Brodeen's on the top unit, 100%. I said it when we talked about Dunn an hour ago. Like It took us this long to find another defenseman. We're all the way down to 6% own that's on the top pair and on the top power play unit right now. So it's really, really rare to find that this far down. Um, 
in the player list and in ownership. So yeah, I, ownership should be a lot higher as long as he is on that top unit. Cause you know, unlike Vince Dunn in Seattle, this is actually a team that's clicking right now. Power play has been half decent. So well, Kaprizov's terrific. That yeah. power play is great. Fiala has been just snake bit too. So it's yeah. only a matter of time. Like they're going to, they're going to unlock even more scoring, but yeah, I, I prefer scoring. him over Drysdale. I prefer him over Dunn by a mile. Yeah. Um, as long as obviously he's on that top. Power yeah, play in, in because he's going to, like you said, be playing a ton of minutes elsewhere too. So just the, the power play minutes is like the sweetener that he needs. Cause he can, it's proven to be able to, be up around a 35, 40 point pace just 100%. off 5v5 time. So, anything to add on Jonas Brodin before we head out here? Nope. He's, uh, we've already spent enough time on a 7% ad defensive, but I definitely think he needs some love. Um, I love those high couple minute, gems here in the under yeah. 10s. Minute Muncher on Brodin. Yeah, legit. Some of our best are at the bottom, which yeah. is kind of crazy. That's going to do it for season seven, episode 17 of the Daily Face Off podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I'm Brock Segan for Dylan D. Berthy and Michael B. Bondi. We'll see you guys back here next week. Slammed you with all 33. Peace! It's not over now Don't lay your flag and turn away It's not over now Not this way So blow a kiss and wrap me up in darkness Make it quick before Feeling sticks and holds I can't see no other way to come So pick up your bags And we can start something new again softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.